I was hoping Pug would be in here too. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about free speech because somebody, I guess there's a college student asking what they can do to wake people up, red pill people, however they phrase it, I don't remember. I said you can't, not at your college. If you think about this, think about the United States, where, which place has the least free speech? And a lot of people would say, ah, Portland or San Francisco or something like that. No, think about it more. Where, what area of the United States has the least amount of free speech? Well, would you say college campuses or what? Yeah, college campuses. You can't say anything because <laughs> there's a definite consequence, right? You've paid all this money and you say the wrong thing on a college campus, they'll kick you out of the school. They have safe spaces and trigger warnings. It's the most intolerant place in the world is a college campus, probably a college campus in Canada or something. But in the U.S., it's the college campuses. It's supposed to be the opposite. It's supposed to be where you have the freedom of ideas at the university and everybody gets to say whatever and have their ideas challenged and have their ideas heard and discussed <laughs> no you don't discuss ideas at college campus they tell you what to think and you have to tolerate what they say but they don't have to even hear what you say much less tolerate it it's, it's really mm -hmm. it's inverse it's of what it set out to do to what college is supposed to be yeah it's supposed to be about discussing ideas and debating and trying to figure out the truth but you know well they won't even let alternative views come to talk and if it's a conservative not even talking about a libertarian or something just a regular conservative like a, a ben shapiro type or ann Coulter or something they'll boycott the event and and in some cases start getting violent start breaking things and setting things on fire like they did at Berkeley because oh my gosh a conservatives coming to campus yeah Nazi and they you know one of the things the Nazis are criticized for is the censorship well that's the left oh that's what's left of the left it's not even the left it's this new it's this new thing these identity cults yeah I actually heard a quote uh I can't remember the exact um, quote, but it was pretty much a sum along the lines of back in the days, conservative teachers were the ones who were protecting the freedom of speech of liberals, essentially, because they were the minorities. And now that the liberals are in power, they're pretty much silencing the voice of the opposition. Dude, who the hell was yelling in the background there? Yeah, I don't know who the hell that was, but what do you think about that, Ryan? I think it was I think I found who it was I tried to mute them well no back in the day there were conservatives that were pro-censorship in the sense of uh, this sort of puritanical sense and hyper-religious people didn't want certain things said or shown so it seems to be a product of power 
When the left's in charge, they want to censor the right. When the right's in charge, they want to censor the left. Of the two, the right was more tolerant. And the left is the new Puritans. And I said this before, but it was many streams ago. I used to think, I mean, when you say the word Puritan, the Puritans were these religious zealots that you know, accused their neighbors of being witches and stuff so they could get property and had all these very rigid rules. And they would point to the Bible or some, you know, some type of piety to justify this very authoritative, controlling lifestyle over other people. And I thought, ah, that's a product of religion. You see, religion says this, and they thump their Bible and tell people how they have to live. But I don't think it was. I mean, all that shit's in there. But from looking at a, a larger swath of history, this, as Uncle Ted said it was, it's a psychological type, these control freaks. And they just gravitate to whatever vehicle is available that will give them power over others. Whether yeah. in, back then, back then it was, well, God said, blah, blah. So you have to do this and that. Now it's just the anti-racism cult. Anybody they don't like, just call them a Nazi. Now they're not a person. So they do things in the name of some do-gooder facade. And the do-gooder facade before was, well, I'm just spreading Christianity and civilizing the savages or whatever. And nowadays it's the, um, well, I'm doing it for the health of the planet. It's, it's for climate change. It's not. It, it's for your own. It's because... I don't want to kill grandma. No, you just like lockdowns. You like bossing people around. It's for, oh, I'm fighting racism. Just some crap. It's for the children. And it, it, it never is. Because you can look at it and see, well, if, if you were really sincere about um, fear of this virus or saving the planet or whatever, then why would you have ridiculous things such as going to a restaurant with a mask on, but then you sit down and take it off? Or, oh, you have to close at this hour as if the virus only exists during the night, not the day. You know that doesn't work. You know that's not scientific. You don't care. You just enjoy telling businesses, people, you have to wear a mask up to the door and then go to your table and take it off just to make them do it, to see it's an obedience test. If they feel very proud of them. Now, if there really was some super virus, you could just not have restaurants or you have to have your mask on all the time. It defeats mm -hmm. the whole point. If everybody, all these people keep sitting down at the same tables with nothing on or, oh, well, don't worry. It only comes out after 7.59. You have to close it. Okay? <laughs> it. Or if you really cared about the environment, why would you support shutting down nuclear power? Why would yeah. you support electric cars when you know ultimately that's just going right back to getting from the power plant because you have to plug it into the wall and electricity is generated by coal and oil and so on it, it, yeah. because it's not about that it's about bossing people around it's being a control freak and they don't care about race racial equality or any of that crap it's, it's just a it's an easy thing to attach yourself to so you can justify exercising authority over others by by pointing to some unassailable quality. Oh, I'm fighting do, racism. Do you think that 
liberals are so pro-censorship because their arguments are inherently weak, or do you think it's just the exercise of power? Both. I don't think they know that their arguments are inherently weak. I think mostly it's power. But the side effect is their echo chamber is protected because no one else is allowed to talk. You exactly. you cannot possibly justify the the this trans shit. Oh, I just decided to be a woman there for <laughs> based on the power of wishing and identity I am. They have this weird teleology where they think if somebody's effeminate, that they were, then they were supposed to be a girl. And if they identify as one, then they are. They can't accept, if you were tolerant, you'd say, well, you would understand that masculine and feminine are arbitrary cultural things. So if a guy wants to wear pink, wear a dress, whatever, he's still a man. He's just a man that likes dresses in pink. It doesn't make you not a man, just makes you effeminate by our own judgment another culture would have different rules for different colors and things and skirts and kilts and whatever it's not a it's not a male female thing we all we know that stuff's cultural but they think no 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 he's supposed to be a girl because he identifies with girly stuff you know the only thing that makes you a woman is having a vagina and ovaries the, the argument cannot stand without censorship yeah, because if they didn't have such a head start from censorship, it would be ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people go, nope, men are men, women are women. That, that's it. And they, I think I heard you say. Um, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, man. And they've been brainwashed into thinking that it's the right thing to do too. So. Um, oh yeah, well you right get brownie points. <laughs> yeah, the, if you tolerate something ridiculous then you get a pat on yeah. the head. Yeah. And if you don't go with it, you're an evil, prejudiced Nazi because you won't <laughs> let men dominate women in women's sports. You go, that's a woman. He said he was. They're so afraid of having the opinion that isn't what's socially acceptable. They're so over-socialized that they cannot even think, allow themselves to think think otherwise this is what tv and corporations and stuff are doing because they're not fighting the man the government all these giant corporations beer companies clothing companies so they're all on board with this rainbow flag nonsense so they're just being foot soldiers for the state and that's what they enjoy it's like the little brother little sister syndrome where they they want to go mom or whatever they want to get their older sibling in trouble because they have no way to exercise authority over others other than through a group or being tattletale. They're weak. Yeah. They're insecure. They have feelings of inferiority. And nothing gets them off more than to have power over someone stronger than them through using authority. Right? They can get their older brother in trouble by telling their parents. And they can get people kicked off of this and that social media by complaining to trust and safety about sexism, racism, whatever. It's become a magic word where like any accomplished, successful person who they envy and despise because they are competent and successful, they can put it in their, imagine in their head, well, yeah, they did all these things, but I'm better than them because I have, I decided they're racist. Doesn't matter if it's true. And that makes me a more moral person than them. 
because I'm not those things and I'm going to cancel them. And it yep. just become it, it becomes a sport because people with no natural power are the ones who covet power the most. Yeah. The people yeah. who need to tell other people what to do, who need to be an authority, who need to boss people around are the ones who have no skill, no talent, no creativity, creativity, nothing in themselves worth a damn. And you can see it. You can physically see it, how decrepit and fucked up these people are. The skinny, mm -hmm. look at Antifa. You can physically yeah. notice already. All right, you have no physical prowess. You're not intellectual. You don't, you don't have a brain. You don't have a body. You have nothing going for you. No talents, no skill. Professional complainers dressed in black. And they do all these non-normative things. Because that's what depressed people do. Depressed people just let their bodies go. And they start painting their hair and putting on nose rings and stuff. Anything that would used to be uh, a call to make yourself an outcast, they double mm -hmm. down. Oh, woe is me. It's, uh, it's like watching a child have a temper tantrum. Uh, children do that because they can't communicate. They don't have the ability to articulate their ideas yet, so they get frustrated and stop on the floor or whatever because they don't know how to say what they're thinking. And it, people will go through that phase where, you know, obviously what you can, what you can think and what you can articulate is there's a big gap. Always, your whole life, you can always think more than what you can say. But they're at a point where they can't say anything. They get really frustrated. Well, these people are like those kids just ha having a tantrum, doing <clears throat> stuff to their own bodies, you know, tattooing their whole face and the tongue rings and stuff. Ugh. And it's just a, <laughs> a dying scream for, please pay attention to me. Please notice me. Because they're background people. That's what they call in Japan an NPC, non-playable character. They call them background people. <laughs> background. background people. In, in, uh, in, Korea, in Korea, they call them shadows. <laughs> like, you're, not, you're not even a background person. You're like the shadow of a person. <laughs> Maybe the best, but they—if they did not have the purple hair or nose ring or whatever—there is nothing special about them. There's nothing that makes them stand out from others, because they—they they have all the state-approved opinions. They just dirt 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 whatever. They, in their own mind, they think they're in some giant rebellion against the government or something, but they're—they're they're not. They are absolutely. Like, where do Antifa and the government disagree on anything? I, I know. I don't get how they can delude themselves into thinking that they actually are fighting. Because they have the uniform. They dress in a way that isn't normal. So they think, well, look, I, I put on a bunch of chains and and some giant black boots and whatever. Yeah. They, they put that, the punk style on. But that's as deep as it goes, is hair color and tattoos and stuff. There's nothing there. And it's hilarious right. it that, that that now has, because they've done it for so long, that is now becoming the uniform of the state's bootlicker. The, yep. the triple boosted, you know, <laughs> hooray for vaccines, Ukraine flag, rainbow flag, butt plug, whatever they tell them to do, they're going to do. 
because the state also paints the opposition as a, well, if you don't obey, we're going to call you racist. And they are so, so afraid of that label because deep down they are racist <laughs> that yeah, you can manipulate them into doing anything with meaning, it. Man. It's like they've, they've exhausted racism, they've exhausted anti-Semitism, like they've exhausted all these labels. Well, I wish. It, it hasn't been exhausted, though, unfortunately. Maybe to you, it's like when you hear that, you just roll your eyes, whatever. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's not exhausted. It still works. You can totally get someone thrown out of university, kicked out of their job, whatever, by saying, yeah, anti-Semite, racist, whatever. Definitely overusing it now. Like, it's become laughable how much it is. And they're using it on lots of different types of people, like from politicians to... You know, entertainment people or journalists right. like it's becoming so blanket. It's almost like it's like a, well, a badge. It's laughable to us. Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, it's not. La it still works. Uh, think about yeah, it. And I want you, I want y'all. I, I want you guys to answer this honestly. Honestly, don't don't her for don't be edgelord. Just tell the truth. What do you think would be more detrimental to a politician? The the accusations of an extramarital affair. Four. Uh, one time they said the n-word no, <laughs> one time said the n-word yeah that would end your career instantly yeah and what's, what's worse is it what about the context whether they're singing a song or it was a joke it doesn't matter yeah there is no. a context. and i don't mean it i mean like not inward like say you, and what come on everybody be an adult if you said nigger that's it <laughs> Yeah, like, that, that's it. You're done. You're but, done. Like you feel like me saying that made everybody just feel uncomfortable. That's yeah. how powerful that is. Well, maybe not in this room, but you know, <laughs> most people are very uncomfortable here just hearing that in a completely descriptive way. I'm not saying it about anyone or anything, but I I said the word to prove a point. You, go, you know, you feel like, oh, hey, this whole stream could get canceled. Right. Yeah, what was that book that, that you were talking about? Tom Sawyer, where they used, where he used the word in the beginning. Oh, Finn, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and he, they, uh, uh, senator or any politician could not even say it in that context. So well, that's why I got banned on Facebook a lot of the times was uh, back in 2011 or whenever it was when they did that. It was a long time ago. They dug up some Facebook post from eight years ago or something whatever it was and it was i just got 30 day ban after 30 day ban after 30 day ban because we're going back and forth and we're using that word in scare quotes right talking about the book i don't yeah. know how many times we said it but a bunch and so it was just well i'm indefinitely banned now and it was over huckleberry finn and a lot of us people my age anyway we we'll all had to read that book in high school or or middle school one of them and the whole point yeah. of the book was there's this Guy, it's it's he does the it's Mark Twain is such a genius. He starts off with Hawks having dinner with his family, and one of somebody throws salt over their shoulder, and they're like, oh, it's superstitious. And then she does the sign of a cross. And and this pious woman that's lecturing him about throwing salt over her shoulder, um, does the you know, Father Son Holy Ghost with her hand, and then brings a slave into the kitchen, Jim, who she calls Nibba Jim, right. And yeah. oh, you're so holy and better than me, and now you now your piece of property, who's a person, is brought into the kitchen. <laughs> La -dee -da, that's not a big deal, and everyone's calling him 
I'm just going to say Nibba. I don't need to say the word more than once, but they're calling him Nibba. And including Huck, because they all see him like that. They all see him as a piece of property. As the characters develop on the river adventure and everything else, Huck starts calling him Jim, sees him as a man, sees him as Jim, not not Nibba Jim, just Jim. That's yep. to show the progress of the character of being indoctrinated in a certain way where his family is just, that's just how it was, that's how he was raised, that's what he said, didn't think about it. As he gets to know Jim, he develops. So you can't get rid of the word or it defeats the point. And yes, he was a, an ignorant child and thought all the same ideas his parents thought. And, and then he has character arc. And, the, and you follow along with him and you realize a lot of the things he was taught as a kid, the superstitions and prejudice and so on, were wrong. That's, that's what Mark Twain is saying. <laughs> they're just like no that's a bad word get rid of that word stupid you missed the whole point of the story the conclusion is yes you shouldn't you shouldn't refer to him as a slave and a piece of property and Jim is Jim though the same thing with Indian Joe they have the same thing whatever you know Mark Twain is great and they're essentially just canceling his books and sanitizing his books <clears throat> stupid that's so stupid. It's That's an like, American legend. Like burning books, literally. Yeah. Either, either you have to take the words out of the books, which changes the whole context and meaning and purpose, or they get rid of the whole book. And sadly, they, they've been getting rid of the whole book. Right. Now you could argue, oh, I'd rather read this book or that book. Yeah, fine. But everybody read Huck Finn, Catcher in the Rye. There were certain just staple books you read as, as a 14 year old or whatever 1984 well that's that's not in high school most of the time it's Maya Angelo or whatever that's the other thing they had to do they had to equity and diversify the curriculum so you had a certain number of authors and stuff and this background and that mm. which just doesn't mm. make sense because hey like it or not majority of books and things are going to be written by white guys because that's who was allowed to do it and well, he that got... was the not over 90% of the population for such a long time. It makes sense that that's how it would end up. No, they got to they gotta get one each, everything. I had to read Why the Cage Bird Sings and Maya Angelou, and it just, uh, I learned absolutely nothing out of that. It just sounded like some boring woman complaining. It, I was so sick. We had to read The Scarlet Letter. We had to read, and the theme of every book is power corrupts and don't be racist says you could just said that in two sentences first day next you know <laughs> i'm not a big fan of fiction anyway unless it's some kind of satire critique on real life like alice in wonderland is or most of lewis carroll stuff is or or jonathan swift or something where you're you're not, it's not real but you definitely are alluding to a real thing I'd rather read actual history or actual science or something that connects to to real life. Yeah, real life is you know, just uh, crazy. It's just I don't want to read. So let's read Macbeth and discuss what they think he meant. Who cares? None of this happened. Mm. Why don't you read the, about the real Macbeth instead of the play? Mm. Uh, Do you like movies though? Depends on the movie. 
I've stopped I mean, watching. I, obviously, I, I make my own documentaries, but... <laughs> Brian so. Dawson documentaries are goaded, man. Those are the best documentaries. I think... I think movies and fictional books are fine. I like superhero comics, for example. But I understand. I've never into comics. Sure, most people haven't. I understand that it's entertainment. But I wouldn't want them in school. You know? I like reading, uh, say I enjoy uh, Batman or something. But I'm not going to say that should be in the school system. <laughs> I'm aware of it. Mostly, I, I think cool, I... Though. I read so much more nonfiction though. I'm looking at my bookshelf here, there's Hellstorm right there. This one in the course of human events, one of the best of war books. We've got one by Judge Napolitano here. We got uh, Sean Atwood, Destiny Betrayed by James A. Jr. None of these are fiction. Republican Party Animal, Separation Business Estate, uh, The Birth of Buddha. That's still historical. I got a whole bunch of JFK <laughs> books, a whole bunch of Thomas Sowell books. I'm looking for the fictional book. I haven't found one yet. Got a bunch on Civil War, Robert E. Lee, White Peace, Lying About Hitler, Strength of the Wolf, Doug Valentine, Gilad Osman. Still haven't found fiction. Run by a pro wrestler, compromise, CIA's organized crime. Yeah, I don't have any fiction so far. Still going through my some more some Grant Smith. Let's see. Um <laughs> The real Dr. Fauci, Fool's Aaron, oh, real Perry books. That's a pretty cool um, shit. But no, you know what I've come to I was going to say, I thought I would have some comic stuff, but I don't. <laughs> I, I uh, realize the left uses diversity like trophies. So they pretty much hang diversity up like trophies, but they have no diversity of thought. And in my opinion, it's really mm -hmm. diversity yeah. of thought that counts as opposed to yep. just having a whole bunch of people that look different. Oh, they just want a uniform opinion with a bunch of uh, different ethnic groups because to yeah, them, ethnicity like, is diversity. <laughs> most yep. of the people who are being used, all of these minorities, they're essentially just trophies. It's, it's like a hunter who's just collecting trophies. You know what I mean? They don't mean nothing to these people, but yet they're just hanging you up like a trophy and just putting you up for display, and you have no thoughts of your own. You're just regurgitating whatever talking points they're feeding to you. So is Man. that really diversity? That's nothing. You no, know it's mean? not diversity at all. I got some David Irving. I've got all the Unabomber stuff, some uh, Jesse Ventura, Ron Paul books, uh, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> The Dirty War in Syria. <laughs> yeah, no fiction on my... And I've got some Scott Ritter books, oh, some yeah. Andre Martiano books, Sybil Edmonds, Confessions of some John Perkins. There's no fiction in my library. I thought I would have at least one. But... Wait. Oh, wait, yes. I finally got one. I have... What uh, is it? Mar it's a Marvel book. It's an art, art book. <laughs> it's mostly on drawing, though. It's sort of also true. So. Do you ever draw? Oh, yeah. I used to all the time. That's cool. Uh, let's see. I can't draw worth shit. Well, I don't have any with me, but I do I do like, or used to like, the, the superhero um, genre. Because I think it's not about Superman, Batman, Spider-Man. It's about having a moral compass and teaching 
um, cultural values through a more entertaining medium. And that has its place. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But I just think in school, it's not as if there isn't enough nonfiction for you to choose from. Oh, man, yeah. And, you know? <laughs> and nowadays, the, the nonfiction is all, like, kind of gay. <laughs> Uh, you certainly yeah. could get some better stuff, yeah. So there's some really great nonfiction, but it's in my this is all subjective, but in my opinion, it's the ones that like Gulliver's Travels is a fictional story, but when you're showing the kingdoms arguing about whether you open the egg on this end or that end, he's doing a critique on Protestants and Catholics in their giant war with each other where the theological differences are so minute and stupid but they're willing to die. And it was no different than the little kingdoms saying how to open the egg. Right? They have the same God, the same creation story, heaven, hell, all that. That doesn't matter. What really matters is the centralization of wealth, whether they send it to Rome or kept it in England. They never admit that. They always act like, well, this one says you can get divorced, and this one says you can't. No, it's not why. They got you fighting each other because of basic tribalism. I'm of this, I'm of that, and... Because one kept the money and the other sent it to Rome. <clears throat> They're really good it was, a, it was about economics. Right. It's always about economics. It's not about theological differences. I, I guarantee you, even Christians in this chat could not tell you the differences between different Protestant sects. They don't know. What's, what is the theological argument between Baptists and Methodists and Presbyterians and, I don't know, pick something in it. Episcopalian, but they, they don't know. It's just, well, I'm a this because that's the church that was near my house. They don't, it's not about what they believe. It's just tribalism. Yeah, literally. And there is a difference, and I know the differences, but that's, I don't think that's why any of them were at odds or why they chose this sect over another. It's more or less just like a sports team. Yeah. They got weaponized into that. Yeah. But Gulliver's know, Travels is a, is a book, is an example, you know, the little people tie him down with ropes. and But it is showing a bit about human psychology. It's, it's criticizing a, a large political event at the time. And so through the story, it's a critique on modern values and political events. Those type, I like those kind of fictional works. But just pure, I don't know, Harry Potter entertainment or something. I don't. I mean, it's not mine. Not for me. <laughs> even that would have have a little bit of about social commentary, even in Harry Potter. I think. I mean, these I days it. we have weirder than fiction anyway. You don't need to read fiction. I know. <gasps> I read about Epstein and blow your mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is very real. Well, I mean, and what they get away with is that, oh, God, oh, sorry, my dog's barking. Um, it's so amazing <laughs> which they get away with, right? The ludicrousness of it all is, you, can't, you couldn't make it up. You couldn't write it because people wouldn't believe it. The dog's mad because I was comparing dogs to Miami club whores earlier. 100%. We missed that bit. We only just loved it. I was making a joke. Uh, Pug's very extroverted. I am not. I'm, I'm re pretty much neither. I'm not introverted. I'm not extroverted. It's whatever. But I don't understand extroverts. So why do you need to be mm -hmm. around all these dumb beasts? 
And I've noticed most extroverts love dogs. They get Aww. down and ki kiss the dog and, and they just really, oh, you're, you're a good boy and talk to it as if it can <laughs> understand you. Um, and I realized that's what it is. Extroverts have the ability to have empathy and joy around a mindless, drooling retard that licks its own butthole. Yep. The excuse for the dog is it's a dog. But the, the excuse for people, because, oh, I have all these friends. I'm like, how? Because most people oh. are, are retarded and mm -hmm. piss me off. So, but <laughs> but I'm thinking, yeah, you can you can absolutely get along with all those people, regardless of how stupid they are. For the same reason you can sit there and roll around with a filthy animal that licks you on the face. It doesn't <laughs> bother you that you have some beastly creature that eats its own shit and chases cars and has the IQ of a donut because that just doesn't bother you. Same I've reason you have pets. So dogs are useful. They hunt, they help human beings. And so maybe extroverts, the same quality that lets you tolerate this noise making shit machine with disgusting fur <laughs> all over it and stuff is um, the same reason you can put up with a club whore in, in Miami. Because <laughs> if you look at a hoe and you look at a dog, besides the hoe being potty trained most of the time and a dog being in shape, there's no difference. <laughs> Uh, I think you're insulting the dog there, man. Dogs are way more I might, loyal yeah. hoes. Oh, that's true. Dogs have loyalty. Hoes don't even have that. <laughs> but dogs don't have loyalty. They're like, every time I come to my house, he's wagging his tail and greets me and loves me. I say, yeah, watch what happens if uh, the male person, a stranger, whatever, they're going to come, they're going to run up to the door and be just as thrilled. It's not you. It's whoever. <laughs> a thing. I think it's the door. They don't think it through. People bestow human qualities on their pets. Who go, I know he knows I'm sad. No, it doesn't. You're just warm and it went over to you. <laughs> it's real simple. Never had a dog. Cats are worse. I learned yesterday Muslims cannot have dogs as pets and some of them can't even touch dogs. What the real fuck? Why? I don't real know. Religious mumbo jumbo. They're they're unclean animals or something. You're not uh, supposed to have your house. Uh, but you can have them as like hunting animals, but you're not. Supposed oh, you can to have them as hunting. Okay. Considered unclean, so like when you're praying. Well, that's what I said. Animals. You can't have them as pets. Yeah, you, I, you, I don't care why. I mean, I I, I I don't need to know why. I just went over why it's an animal. Why do you need an yeah. animal in your house? Any animal. Yeah. It, it definitely. <laughs> their tongues are considered unclean. Like when did that? Well, that's that every animal. animal. Yeah, so that's why they're not allowed to have dogs just, in uh, you can, They can have cats. I honestly really like cats. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, it doesn't make sense because, okay, Islam says this dog's unclean, its tongue is this. Well, but you're allowed to have cats. And cats lick their own ass and don't give a fuck yep. about you and they don't care about that. <laughs> okay? I don't get that either. I, I don't know. I... I'm not lonely enough to fall in love with an animal. I think when people love their pets like kids, it's this is a, a hot, this is gonna piss people off, but it's displaced love. Like people have an innate need to love something, and they don't just want to mm -hmm. waste it on some person that doesn't deserve it, but they need to exercise it, and so they dump it all on their dog or their cat or whatever, some pet. 
dude. And it's weird. The, it's a, it's it, not like bestiality kind of love, but it's a weird need. You're like, oh, look, my doggy. And it's like, that thing <laughs> is dumb. It doesn't see you like you see it. <laughs> you know how many it's just dogs? this drooling. <laughs> it's this stupid fucking creature that you let in your house. And then, oh, I got to go walk it. Why? Oh, well, if I don't, it'll shit on the floor. I go, yeah, well, you know, it is an animal. Right. <laughs> you start randomly roasting dogs. <laughs> no, I'm roasting dogs. Look, dogs a dog is a dog. Back from this. I, I think a dog is a noble creature, and it's fine in its environment. I just don't understand why it's in your house. I'm roasting the dog owner, not the dog. There's nothing wrong with dogs and wolves and tigers. They're fine where they belong. You don't need a tiger in your fucking house. And if you do, if you have to, oh, I had this Rottweiler and it bit my kid's face off. I go, well, why the hell do you have this thing with fangs this long walking around your living room? Well, they, oh, well, they, I trained it not to. I'm like, it's an animal. Yeah, but they are, they are good for guarding the house. They have a benefit for guarding your house. Oh, yeah, Katie has it, a point, too. From the yard. <laughs> put it outside it, a dog won't do shit if all someone has to do is bring a steak with them throw it on the ground yeah. the dog will go and eat the steak and you can walk right by I, I, that's true <laughs> it is true i mean anybody that's planning to rob a house gonna think well, what if they have a dog no, just bring a but it might Peter put, hamburger. It might, i think it puts people off and it also alerts you like i'm i've got like no, that's a rational thing. It far, far more just makes noise for no reason and pisses off all the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> far more often, when you hear a dog barking, it's not like, oh, the dog's barking. There must be someone breaking in that house. No. You hear a dog barking, you're like, oh, that fucking person's got a dog. Because dogs bark <laughs> all the time for no reason at all. So when you hear one going, you're like, well, this is a dog being a dog. No, it's not like a movie with Lassie's like, rip, rip, oh, where is he? In the well? That is bullshit. Anytime <laughs> I hear a dog barking at someone's house, I don't think someone's breaking in. I just think, oh, this idiot has a dog. <laughs> so, Ryan, you didn't agree with the plot of John Wick? Didn't watch it. What happened? His dog get killed? Yep. <laughs> and that's why he goes after the people. You know what, though? People, for some reason, if you hurt an animal on film, that's worse than killing a person. So yeah, true. yeah. Those guys in Afghanistan, they took some innocent puppy and just and threw it off a cliff. Everybody came down on them. There's a there's a film called Don't Hate Cats or something. Some guy that don't fuck cats. with cats. Don't fuck yeah. with cats. Yeah, Izzy recommended it, so I watched some of it. And I just said, yeah, all these people, all these super sleuths are getting bent out of shape. Some guys torturing cats and against torturing animals. I mean, I, I think it's already torture to have them as pets. I think that is a, a completely different psychological environment for that animal than what it's supposed to be in. And you're fucking with it. And you, But it's for your own amusement. So like, ah, I want that bird in a cage because it'll say things. And I want to have this. And I had pets growing up. We had a freaking zoo. It wasn't my choice. My sister had all these animals and stuff. Because <laughs> I'm like, they're there anyway. I'm going to train them because I have to live with them. I would rather than just, <laughs> just let them go. But that was not an option. So I trained the parrot to say wrestling phrases and stuff. And I, oh. I made sure, damn sure the dog would go all the way to the door and whine if it had to pee. So you would know. Uh, but <laughs> I, like, why is this even here? 
<laughs> just let it outside. It, it's a, it's a weird thing, and it's odd. You don't do it for other animals. They wouldn't say, "Hey, let's have a pet seal and keep it in the bathtub or something." <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of I understand. I understand ranching animals. They make eggs, milk, cheese, and stuff. I understand horses because they they can be used for work and things. Also, I, I I understand that like a a dog in the police department or something smells. Yeah, I get that. Well. I, have I don't get locking up a bunch of animals in your house so you can play with them. Yeah, it just came later on when we all living in houses, didn't it? Like, before, they used to be working animals, probably, at the beginning. Like, they used to have like dogs it. maintain the cattle. I don't, like, I don't like zoos, either. And this is another take that's going to piss oh, off a lot of people. No, zoos are hideous. Not only do they, I don't think, even if you had them up to care or whatever, I, I think that by having zoos, it makes a lot of people apathetic uh, about destroying the wildlife and killing off all these animals because they think, well, at least we have them in the zoo. We have yeah, some that's... tigers in the zoo, some lions in the I zoo. See... So fuck Africa, fuck fuck uh, East Asia. <laughs> we'll just put some in the zoo. They, they'll still be around. In their, in their head, they think, well, we got a couple polar bears in the zoo, or a couple pandas. And then they feel less inclined or less motivated to preserve the environment where those animals really live. And yeah, I understand. Well, I don't want, I want to see one. Okay. Well, see it on film. I mean, too bad. You know, you, <laughs> you want to see a panda bear. I understand. Yeah, that's cool. But is it, is it right to take a panda out of China and lock it up somewhere in a zoo just so you can gawk at it for a few minutes? I think about it's, it does have some degree of, uh, self-awareness and autonomy and emotion, right? You can't just you can't just fuck with things for, because they're fun to look at. I just I don't I don't agree with it at all. <laughs> I, I don't, don't agree with it. A lot, a lot of zoos sell themselves on the conservation thing now, which is bullshit, probably. But. I think a zoo for I think an aquarium or something is okay because I don't think those fish have a clue where they are. And I think if you had a zoo with, I don't know, snakes or turtles or something, it doesn't really matter. But, but there, and, and don't ask eight. me where the line is. I don't have, like, this is the where the... But you fucking know, like, okay, not big cats, not pandas, not bears. They definitely are different than fish. Not whales. Yep. <laughs> Hard to pull off a whale. No, <laughs> also, there's there is a whale in the Osaka Aquarium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's orcas in uh, Sea World. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's... I feel bad for those guys. See, I I'm split on that because I feel like with that kind of apex predator, which does off some humans from time to time. There is a balance of how much how much public interest there is in orcas when they get to see them and and play with them in a circus like environment, um, is what causes people to give a shit about them, so that they won't destroy the oceans. But it doesn't work because people still it's not people, but companies are just dumping shit in the ocean anyway. Mm -hmm. and, uh, about the work of I, I feel like you can learn 
you can learn a lot about orcas and dolphins and stuff by having them in captivity. Learn a lot of scientific uh, information about them. I'm actually and, watching. Um, so, but, but they can't pay for all that unless they do the circus stuff. It's the it's the whales doing backflips and splashing people with water that sells all the tickets. But if they yeah. didn't have the animal working essentially like a job, then they couldn't figure out how to say prevent some kind of disease that has run through like that happened with leopards there was some blight that was dropping them all and so sometimes you got to capture one and figure it out and but you can't it, you can't seem to finance these things without the bread and circus stuff it's the same thing with uh what i'm doing in a way uh the hardcore research documentary stuff very interesting to a lot of people. So is archaeology work my brother does and so on. But you pay the bills a lot more by having a, a t shirt with a base meme. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just Bring how it is. Think think about this. I, I could make a shirt with an ANC logo or a cactus or fuck Lincoln, whatever, sell it for seventeen bucks or something. Or I could work for five years doing research and make a film and sell each film for the same amount. It, it took me all the day to make the shirt. It took me years to make the movie. I can sell a shirt just as fast as I can a film. Mm. So you think about the economics of it. So you work smart, not hard. And sometimes you have to have the the circus stuff subsidize the the serious stuff. And people mm -hmm. say, "Oh, well, that they want to have this pure." pure attitude of, oh, I'm just such an intellect and I just want da 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 Hey, that's not the real world. You got to have a bit of entertainment stuff. Don't shit on me when you see me ringing bells and whatever, because I don't want to have to do that, but look, it works. And I would not be able to do the other stuff I want to do if I didn't do a little bit of silly <laughs> because yeah. that's what people want. The bells are the best part. The bells are the best part. You know? <laughs> that was a bad example because the the bell has a is a, actually a very has a meaning. In, yeah. it's ingenious. You saw a frame fit. Every I time you hear it, it reminds you of why can't you just say the word? It reminds you, you of the draconian censorship. Maybe you should. Yeah, yeah it's freaking a, man. The censorship is like the fact that you even have to use a bell, bell? is ridiculous. Good, Katie. So and see bell i reckon that would sell really well i know it would it but does, there's right? not a custom-made death bell place in korea <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> uh -huh. the other thing is if people are buying items it would be two separate stores because it, you couldn't add the bell with your hat and shirt and stuff because it would it would be separate shipping because the bell would have uh -huh. to be from wherever i get it made right i have a new thing for tomorrow listen to this <laughs> it's a clown horn <laughs> For clown world <laughs> stuff, so I'm gonna have a bell and a horn. It's very squeaky. <laughs> oh, yeah. perfect. It sounds like a it sounds like a seagull. <laughs> a little bit. It does. Oh my god. It's just the next time I have some donkey, I'm just gonna go the whole time they're talking. I'm like, just get the fuck out of here. Sounds like a Karen. It's a Karen bell. It's a it's a Karen whistle. We'll have something. The ding is definitely for for them boys, but the horn is going to be for other things. 
Oh, that was my clown horn. It's like an orchestra of implied. <laughs> my wife said, what is that noise? Like, oh, it's my clown horn. She just rolls her eyes <laughs> like, okay, he's doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Like, aren't you aren't you just talking to Larry Johnson and Scott Ritter about Ukraine and geopolitics and going through four year records of Valentine's and like, yeah, and then I hear this <laughs> or <laughs> suddenly I'm on some show and they go like bing, bing, bing. So the sound effect. But I'm not knocking it because it works. Everybody with the bells and whistles is is uh less censored and more successful in terms of reach. So I, I got to adapt, man. I got to get bells and whistles. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking about orchestra. Man, did you see? Did, you, did y'all see the third Fresh and Fit on 9-11 where I got to, um, I was doing the ding every time it was them boys, but even inside I had a, a anytime there's a star of David or the word Israel, I put a bell on top of the word. <laughs> that was genius. They were dying. Did you, did you see Roseanne Barr's interview recently? When she was I haven't. Talking, What'd she do? Oh, she was talking about Jews actually saying it out loud, kind of. It was it was just quite confronting. Like well, she's Jewish, right? Yeah, she's Jewish. She, and she called out the boy? Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. I think I she said it she said it she said it didn't happen, but it needed to happen. <laughs> wow. She's comedian. She's she's funny. She she is and she's been cancelled and yeah abused like, herself. Yeah. Yeah. And it was on she's a comedy podcast. Comedy podcast, so Oh, Theo Vaughn. Yeah, you can't really point to any Roseanne Barr, Theo Vaughn podcast and say they're being serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Or, was it Bobby Lee and Theo Vaughn? Theo Vaughn said, hey, has anyone ever thought you're Mexican? And he just stares at him. That's what a stupid <laughs> question. Of course. I'm not <laughs> Do you feel slightly disappointed that more comedians didn't stand up through COVID and stuff? And through all of this, hey, Bobby Lee talked about his trip to Israel and how they forced him to say nice things. Oh, really? I don't, uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. He said, What yeah. did you say? He just says, uh, Israel's a beautiful country. Uh, he couldn't say anything about Palestine, so he just, but they paid for his trip and they, they put you in the tour. But you have to tweet That's every day crazy. something positive about Israel. That's the condition, <laughs> even comedians. That's just fucking crazy. Every, every facet. Comedians yeah. are a very powerful medium of political persuasion. Because they make people think critically because they're entertained by it, right? Like well, I find people you- listen to them because yeah. it's entertainment. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Maybe I that's Joe Rogan. But, I mean yeah, most people fun. are not gonna sit down and listen to a thirty minute interview with Thomas Sowell on Liberty Pen. Exactly. But I they guess- will watch Bobby Lee on Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need sort of comedic comedic intervals every now and then. I, like, I think there's nothing like, wrong with it. We have to just recognize like, that that's how it is. And like, people, yeah, like, the right needs to get more comics. The left dominated yeah. comedy. I yeah, I agree. But now but you so, have Ryan Long. But because the we, left... we, we used to have Norm MacDonald. 
Well, because yeah, they great. own the media, they can't get get like an audience, even if they're good, right? That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. If you're a, a comic and you're right wing, you're not going to be on Comedy Central. Yeah, you're not going to get on. I dare say a lot of the shows tell people they're not allowed to talk about certain things. Can I just tell you, I'm sat in my camper van and I'm looking at the ocean right now and there's whales out front. So, just no like, way. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a whale story. I'm in Australia. I, I and one of my friend's uncles saw a whale giving birth. Wow. In, no way. Right off. Really? Was, yep, it was in Buxton, oh. North Carolina, Cape Hatteras Island. And I saw you know, his tail like flapping and spat. I said, yeah. what's wrong with that whale? And then I remembered <laughs> on TV seeing that that's what they do when they give birth. And I realized, mm. oh, it's happening. With, and the porpoise were doing circles around it. I guess um, like protect dolphins, sharks as well. Oh, yeah. really? Sharks often come when the whales are giving birth because they get yep. they like eat the babies, and the that's the it's pretty scary. But it's like whale season now, and maybe they just think it's neat to watch. Dolphins are pretty advanced, so they, so they circle around to show all the other them. Check this out: whales giving birth. Cool. Or maybe they want to eat it. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I've heard a dolphin brain is a. Uh, on par with like a like a female person <laughs> you hear that katie i wish i could do a dolphin right there <laughs> segue we, we talk about uh, how they learn some of our language and stuff so i said well how much how much dolphin do you speak <laughs> you, you heard about that crazy experiment they did at was it ucla or something where, uh, more specific than they that. gave like a dolphin some acid and they were jerking them off and doing oh all this crazy God. stuff. <laughs> what? They were wow. trying to like teach it English and it just wasn't working because there was a dolphin. And... <laughs> yeah. That's a crazy story. Other animals do not even hear and see things in the same intervals as we do. Yeah. Yeah. A dog bark yeah. that seems real, just real fast to them. It's it's real slow because they're getting yeah, information faster. Yeah, I watched an interesting video about that. How like dogs and cats, they uh, have a different uh, FPS rate, like yeah, frames per really second. Like, so, yep. So like, yeah, dogs they see things slower. That's why you can sneak I up on a fly. If you try to grab it real fast, it'll move. But if you really slowly move your hand and just grab it, it can't detect how slow you're moving. It's sort of like you watching the hour hands on a clock. They move too slow for you to perceive. You have to look away and come back again. Is that because where for a fly, life is just, everything's in slow motion. They can see each other's wings move. Does it work with mosquitoes? They always seem to get away. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you know, think weird. mosquito invention um, thing have you like been che checking that out or not what did you say mosquitoes mosquito factory mosquito factory yeah Bill I, Gates. I still haven't seen the sound of freedom the Mel Gibson one oh, no, oh I yeah I need to see that. heard all good things but mm. I, um, yeah is it plaguing? I'm already anti-pedophile, and 
pretty much agree with everything he's about to say, and I don't know if I want to look at it. I read something this yeah. morning that got more um, views than some Disney movie that came out at the same time. Like, more people have uh, seen it. Yeah, it's about. in the millions. Yeah. 